joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. Marsha Molinari, I am so thrilled Hi. to have you on Emotional Support right now. You are someone I've been dying to have on for literally the longest time. So no this way. is no, like for serious. Like I, I, I'm so serious right now because I feel like after hearing, well, we're gonna get into your podcast later. And but I just feel like after hearing Gigi on your show, Gigi Gorgeous, for those who haven't um who aren't familiar with Gigi. The episode was so moving and so wonderful. And Gigi is actually a neighbor who I do not know, but I but I see her walking the neighborhood yeah. all the time. So I'm always like, I thought it's a celebrity. Um, oh, I talk about you all the time. So she definitely knows. Oh, okay, good. August Getty, he was like, please tell her that how many times we actually like talk about you like a couple times a week. What? Because we'll say something like, we, we do that line you do from that movie. Chicken and we tenders. go, chicken tender. Uh huh. <laughs> He oh goes, will God. you please tell her that we talk about her all the time and we just always think of her? Oh, my gosh. That makes me so, so happy because I truly think of you all so much. But I, I uh -huh. straight off the back, want to say everything that, you know, who you are as a human being and what you represent and being a voice for the LGBTQIA plus community and all that you have done. Truly, I, I have had so many people that have reached out to the podcast saying, you know, when are you going to have X, Y, and Z? Like, when are you going to have this conversation? And I wanted to always yeah. have a conversation about trans lives with someone mm -hmm. who has lived it. Um, and right. you posted this beautiful thing the other day, or maybe it wasn't the other day, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. My mind, this is what it's like having a baby. Like, you forget. It's like, time. It's time all blurring into everywhere. each other. But you posted this beautiful yeah. thing of this wonderful woman who talked about, um, and the the thing was, it says, no one asks you what it's like to be trans. Yes, that was yesterday. Yeah, totally. Like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it I hit was me like, too. I get the chills even when you just oh said God, it. The chills. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm so glad we're doing our episode today and not the other day because yeah. you didn't post that. Yeah. And that would have not yeah. been a question. But for those totally. who are not familiar with what it's like to be trans, can you just share a little bit of your story and what that's like so we can have a little bit of a, you know, it's not empathy, I wouldn't say that, but like an understanding of understanding, what, what it's yeah. like. And that's all it is. It's, it's what people don't know that they're most afraid of. Sure. You know, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you that I've had this conversation with my sister um, recently, and she's like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. And she's like, you've always been Marsha. Oh. She's like, now that I think about like your actual soul and like, right. because there was a moment in my life, you know, I grew up in a really religious household. So this was- Oh, I didn't know that. Very religious. Wow. Like my mom was in church like every day. There was always a woman's studies or a teen studies or- we were in church every day. Wow. And um, so being gay or being anything other than, you know, the typical straight cis Christian yeah. was not allowed at all. Like risking my life in a moment, you know, and, wow. and at five years old, I was still hiding clothes. And, and I thought about that. I'm like, wait, I would have been like, literally, I would have been hit. 
sure and abused oh 100 found out yeah absolutely like i had uh my pastor uh aunt and uncle they were like pastors to this big ministry drive to my um school bus stop and i'm maybe six years old and I have folded my pants and rolled them up. That was the style of the right. time. I totally remember. And <laughs> in front of all the kids, like dusted the kids, like full came out of like Corella DeVille and both got out of the car. And these two giants are like, I don't even know why they're there. And they make me unroll my pants. And I still am confused. What? Like the control that people had over me at the time. So getting back to being transgender now and kind of discovering it um i don't want to say later in life because i think it's perfectly timed for sure, myself absolutely but i was never given that um kind of growth or, or or area to explore but i did use to hide clothes under the sink and perfectly time it as a five-year-old like You'd, what your intellect does to yeah. let you be yourself for a moment just to survive that. Right. And I would wait. And sometimes there would be clothes under the bathroom and people would have come in the house. And I'm like, please don't look under the sink. I need to strategically get those things out of there. You know, or paint my nails in there while my mom was at work or something. And then I take it all off. Oh, my gosh. You know, this is at like a super, super young age before, you know, there was any influence or anything like that. Right. And I just, this is who I was. like. Right. You know, and I think it's a funny thing because, you know, they're always like, drag queens are influencing our children. This is, for most people that I know, we're raised by cis straight parents. And especially me, like in this Christian household. So at the end of the day, you are who you are. There's no influence no. of, you know, certain things can like kind of map out what the way you think. And, sure. and it certainly did with me. Um because I remember a friend telling me was like, um, do you remember, girl, like when you said like a transgender woman's life was really hard and they wouldn't really get anywhere? And I go, yes, because that's what I that's all I've ever been shown. Right, you know, like right. I didn't know I could do this because I just thought no one else would accept it. No. no. And so and even like when I first met Gigi and um, seeing her really live her truth and so unapologetically it started to trigger something, but also through most are not like part of my adulthood, like a big part of it. My friends started calling me Marsha long before I even considered transition. Yeah. So it was always like a nickname between like right. my close group of friends. Right. They right. like Marsh, Marcy, Marsha. Yeah. And other people caught on to it. And sometimes I'd be shocked by someone else calling me Marsha. For me, like, you know, I just started taking T blockers. I just started taking estrogen. And it it has been, you know, it's it's a constant conversation I'm having with myself because like I was at dinner the other day, I'm just having a regular conversation. I just started crying. Yeah. You know, or something oh, like that. Or thing. you know, I'm I'm constantly being like, Yeah, these might not be your original emotions or not original, but like there's a different onset of things that are happening in my body chemically. Like Yeah estrogen is now being pumped through and well, listen I'm, you yeah. can cry anytime you want with me because the hormone level <laughs> that's going through my body like postpartum i feel like it was a roller coaster of like everything was great and it was like a rush of hormones and then and then crash and then up and then down and and just the estrogen level is just like yeah. overwhelming and i can't even imagine 
what was, you know, what was the moment for you where you felt, you know what, I'm at a point now where this is something where I want to medically now get involved and have be taking these pills because I'll just say like from a, from a mental health standpoint and a mental illness, living with bipolar disorder, yeah, I was always so fearful of medicine and like being like, is this going to like change me like to who I originally was, like all this stuff. And obviously you're doing this to, to be your true authentic self, but was yeah. there ever a moment where you were like, what if it doesn't work or what if it's not what I think it's going to be? Like, was there any fear involved with the actual physical medication of it all. Yes, but before that, I do want to just quickly say thank you so much for sharing because like I've been listening to your podcast and oh. I think I've listened to every single one now. Oh my and God. just your your openness and the way you speak, you know, like I, again, I grew up in a household where we didn't talk about, like we weren't barely allowed to go to the doctors. My mom would never go to the doctors and she would never take medication. And I think my mom, undiagnosed has bipolar right right you know disorder right. like she does and she would never admit it like she mm. would never take any medication and i think this conversation that you are having the conversations that you are having are so important oh. you know and people aren't talking about it and people aren't talking about um what transgender life is like as well not as much they're starting to and this sure. is why it's great to be here i decided to um you know, because it doesn't matter, like, if in however you want to live your transgender life, you don't have to do any of this. No, of course not. You can not. be who you are, exactly the way you are, and... It's how you feel inside. It's how you feel inside. Um, I wanted to sit a full year before I started taking any medications with mm. Marsha. Right. I wanted to sit with myself and actually kind of felt like just actually having that... Um, that mental freedom of being myself right. i kind of felt changes in my own body i'm sure that started on my own just the comfortability level of being like this yeah like, wow and hearing the like hearing a name like you talk about it a lot about the importance of a name and it and it's so true like the importance of a pronoun it's people don't understand that there's such power behind that you know you know many times that i've gotten in my car after someone it makes me cry now, but uh -huh. like after someone gives me like a coffee or something yeah. and they say my name or like, yeah, even the doctor, my doctor, um, who I recently started seeing for my transition, you know, the when I heard him in the hallway, he's like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And yeah. it like it still is so such a special uh, moment because I know not a lot of people get to live their true self. No, no. But the culturally, religiously, you know, um, wherever they might live, sure. you know, it's just not safe. Yeah. And I, I, I never take it for granted. And every day that I get to hear my name, it's so beautiful. It's so special. Yeah. yeah and, and so just really to is. sit in that for a year is so important because that's a, that's a, that's a change in itself. Yeah. And so like, even when I hear Marcus, it just seems so foreign to yeah. me, you know, this other name and other person, but I am thankful for, I'm never like, want to be like, get rid of that or, you know, the, that part of my life was, you know, carried me all the way through here and, sure. and helped me survive to this moment. And it wasn't even until COVID, I need like as bad and horrific as COVID was, I didn't know I needed that break. And I sat with myself and I, wow. you know, lived with myself for so long and no, obviously no one was around. And I was like, what am I living for? 
what really makes me happy? And I started going back to those things that made me happy. And I was like, wait. And then, you know, and I still, you know, get nervous going to bathrooms and stuff like that. But I was like, isn't it much better just to live your life as well? Like with, you know, freely. Sure. And so after sitting with the year, I, you know, even throughout that year, I'd been wanting to start um, T-blockers and uh, my estrogen. Right. And um, I listened to other, um, I don't know if you know, uh, Dylan, who is like, first first day of being a woman like right. you know I've second day nurse, this. I think yes. she's on 500 <laughs> I love her so much she's so pretty and she's so pretty she's so pretty she looks like Audrey Hepburn or like a classic yes. actress totally with the finger wave like oh uh-huh she's so gorgeous and um you know her sharing her story so openly really has helped me really get into it hmm. and really want to be proactive in my transition and my doctor and I talked about um, different medical surgical procedures that could happen. Right. Um, but I'm, again, going to wait another year just to be on For my sure. medication yeah. and see how my body changes, how Absolutely. I react to it. Um, for me, it's no, there's no timeline. This is my life journey. Right. Um, but it is still, it's very difficult. You know, it's, um, it's difficult and even like, you know, even so I, you know, I'm a restaurateur, like I have a bunch of venues and I really only go to my places to feel safe. Really? And I've even had moments in my own venues where people, you know, had said things to me and obviously we'd have them like removed and they can't come in. Yeah. But it happens all the time. And I have friends be like, when you walk away, people start talking you know they start saying or making jokes and you know it is unreal especially in this kind of especially Especially in in los angeles right like at this point like i think that and you know for those who may not live in los angeles when we say like you're a restaurateur like you are the restaurateur like your restaurants your nightclubs are the like like top of the world, like celebrity havens, you know? And, and so for people who are around so many different types of life and cultures and humans, for them to be like that, it's just like, really? Like, we're really here? This is 2023, girl. Like, we're really still here? How? I mean, even, I mean, how? So even like last night, for instance, like uh, Drake was at, one of our restaurants, Delilah's, he like walked over, beeline it, gave me the biggest hug. And he's oh. like, you're so beautiful. Oh my God. And you're dressed impeccably. And you always are. <gasps> and like, I'm gonna cry. all my friends were like shocked. And I like, and I looked at him and said, thank you so much. He goes, you're always like, and yeah. gave me the biggest hug. True. You know, like it's something special. Like, I mean, if Drake can do it, can we all do it? You know, like, can't can we, we all, all get along? It? Like Aubrey Graham. Yeah. I mean, Aubrey yeah. Graham is the best. Degrassi. Like, come on, people. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't really understand uh, the concern that other people have over other people's bodies. Yeah, Especially but they're assholes. Transgender. Because they're, they're assholes. assholes. You because know, they're, they're not really caring about what their neighbor is doing and, no. you know, day to day, like no. what Bob is doing with his time. You no. know, why do you care so much what I do with my time and my body? No. Because you know, it's control, it, you know, it's control. It's control. And it's it goes back control. to your childhood of like how you said your aunt and uncle 
came in and they had such control that they wanted to pull your jeans down. I mean, that's just- The littlest thing. It, it, and and what, what's wild to me is that causes such trauma in, in kids, whether it's trans children or just children in general, like that the control like that is so, tr and I'm so cautious and so aware. And that's why I feel like the most important thing that you can do as a parent, like this is like now like my spiel, the most important thing mm -hmm. that we can do as parents is learn about different cultures, learn about different sexualities, learn about transgender life, ask what it's about, because you may have a child that is born trans, right? I mean, is that kind of, yeah. I also want to be careful that I say things totally. correctly because I'm teaching totally. a little one and I want, I want her right now, how, however she wants to identify as, to be comfortable totally. and know that it's a safe space no matter what happens. Exactly. And I think it is, again, from you know my perspective is that you're born that way because I, again, will tell you that I was in a household that I didn't have any transgender influence. I didn't have any of that. And for me at such a young age to be pulled towards that, that right. was always in me. Right. And, and for me to do yeah. it secretly, yeah. Again, like I didn't do it openly. I did no. it so secretly with everything around me saying, no, don't do it, you know? And I think it is important to let kids have their own um, experimental moments. I was uh, getting on the plane in Aspen and I remember looking down and I said, oh my God, your daughter's so beautiful. Like I love her princess dress. Yeah. And the kid was probably like six or seven. And the dad goes, that's my son. And I was like, oh, your son is so gorgeous. He goes, yeah. actually, like, what's your email? I'll send you this article he wrote for the New York Times. And it was all about him. You know, he he was had an older daughter and a younger son. And the younger son would always dress in the daughter's princess dresses oh. and at home. But it was time Dude. for them to get ready to go to a birthday party. So he's like, let's put on your boy clothes. And he threw a fit and he's crying. And he was like, wait, why am I have having this moment with my child of telling him he can't do something because who am I afraid of seeing yeah. this? Yeah. Where's the, you know, judgment? when he's more, and then it was the judgment from the other parents. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, now today their son has decided to not wear dresses anymore. That was his decision. They let him have, Yeah. he wanted to explore and that was okay. Isn't that beautiful? And now, you know, he is who he is. Yeah, but I love the space that he was allowed that in. And that's only going to give him empathy for other people and other kids in his school. Oh, 100%. You know? There was this, th that reminds me of this this story. When I was um, super pregnant, I had gone to a friend's party. And it was a bunch of, like, young kids. And I was, like, the only pregnant one there. And I was like, wow, this is, like, going to be my life. This is overwhelming. Like, ah. Um, yeah. But it was, like, there were a bunch of famous people there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Like, I'm pregnant with all these, like, cool people. And I was, like, uh -huh. keeping my chill, you know. And one of the the the, the really famous mom, she had um, a couple kids. But two of her, I think it was, like, two of her boys or something were running around, uh, like, one of the many. And they were in princess dresses because they were all doing dress up. And she was like, oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, she's like, they, they they love their dresses. And then she's like, and the next thing you know, they'll be in Star Wars. And then they're going to put on like a really like slutty outfit for a seven-year-old. Like, that's what she said to me. And I was like laughing so hard. And I was like, you know what? I was a big fan of yours before. But like, I am like 
chart topper like the world like i wish exactly. knew that you were this yeah. kind of mom because you yeah. are it was not even like oh yeah sometimes they liked it was like not even a phase it was like oh yeah we have all kinds of stuff in the house like i was like oh, my yeah. god you're the best and it was just it, this like wake up call for me to be like that's the kind of mom i want to be is that kind of mom yeah. that's cool that's just like it's not like Ooh, like maybe like ladies wearing like boy Don't outfits. Maybe this. she's a boy. Is she a lesbian? Like, no, yeah, you know, come on. no, like, they're come children. On. They're exploring children and they're just exploring. having fun with their imagination. And you know, something that I, I also heard on your podcast, which everyone needs to listen to because it's really so powerful. And that is the like the best Thank word that I so can much. use to describe it because every episode is like boom, boom, boom. But, um, Gigi Gorgeous was talking about, uh, I go back to Gigi, of course, you know, um, but I think that this is like so perfect, like all together. And totally, she was talking totally. about how um, I did not know this about her story about her mom having leukemia and how mm -hmm. she did not share with her mom that she was trans and wanted to, you know, know. be her original self as a, as a woman and yeah. a female and, and have that confidence. And, how sad and like kind of like you can just I don't even know if their regret would be the word that you would use but you can hear in, yeah. in her voice when she shares this with you like there's still yeah. such pain right in the back of, of her throat um Ooh, yeah, it, yeah like such pain and how after that moment she was like no I am going to be who I was born I'm going to share it with the world unapologetically fiercely. And it was this moment where I was like, I, even though I, you know, even though I am not trans and it was a moment of, I recognize that because living with bipolar disorder, I was told to hide it my entire life that when you had a mm. mental illness, you would be labeled as crazy. And like, you couldn't be an actress because like, then you'd be like a wild child, like a Lindsay Lohan. And they're going to all think you're on drugs. Yeah. And I'm like, what? But that was what was instilled in my head forever, except from my mom, who was like, no, I mean, you should share it if you feel comfortable, but wait till you are comfortable. And it's something that I, I took from that conversation being like, I'm so blessed that I still have my mom here that I was able to show her because I, I, I could just feel the pain of not being able to, you know, what that would be like for Gigi and being unapologetic of like, you know what? I live with a mental illness. You cannot label me as a crazy person. I can call myself crazy, but you cannot call me crazy. You know, and 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 I yeah. understood that. And it's like if people could maybe even just for a little bit, maybe they cannot be inside of your particular head or Gigi's head or your heart and soul. But there are ways for us yeah. as human beings to all connect in some level and hear someone's totally. story and understand what pain is and understand the relief of being like okay, you know what? This is me. This is who I was meant to be. Yeah. This is this is my, you know, universe, alien, God, whatever you believe in, like this is, this is who I am truly meant to be and I am going to live life unapologetically. And I think that that is so totally. beautiful and that is what you are doing. And by you sharing stories of, of yourself, you know, there is definitely a little boy out there who has a super Christian family that is afraid of getting uh -huh. hit and afraid of getting tortured. Time. And you are the one that is changing lives, you know? And I think that it's so beautiful. It's so important to do things like this and share stories. That's the um, point is why I started my podcast. And I believe why you have yours is to share these stories so that 
we're not, don't feel alone. Right. Because I'll tell you that um, I was listening to this great podcast and it's just old recordings of different LGBTQI plus um, trailblazers from like the fifties or like um, the woman who wrote Raising in the Sun was actually a lesbian and she had to write under a pseudo name, but like their story, their story. Wow. And I would listen to them during, um, and there's tons of them and they're beautiful and they're really all should be made a movie. And um, I'm listening to these stories and every single one said, I felt like I was alone. I was the only one. Yep. And that just hit me so hard because I did feel like I was the only one. I, I didn't even know what my feelings were, you sure. know, because I was so confused with my yeah. Christianity at the time. Um, but it's like, it's just all about visibility. And like I said to Gigi, I was like, if I had you, if I even had a glimpse, if I even saw like oh. five minutes of you when yeah. I was growing up, I would know even a little bit more to fight harder or just maybe at that moment wouldn't have made me so sad because I knew there was hope after yeah. this, which I did. I like, I felt like, you know, living in my home, my childhood home, I was just like, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm, I felt like I was just doing time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. any moment and the moment I can like get out, sentence. I'm getting yeah. out. I'm going to be myself. Yeah. Through the whole time. And, you know, it, it is about that. It is just about like, you know, telling your story. And I, I really learned that once I was at this program called Hoffman and it's like yeah. a week long program and it kind of like reprograms the kind of things that we go through our childhood of like the nose, you're not good enough and all the things and like, right. you know, kind of boundaries your parents would have put on you or whoever raised you. And during this process, after the week is over, you're there with 40 strangers and there is a couple of people you kind of connect to and you stay with them or they're in your group. But there is other people in other groups that you don't really connect with. You might see them get up and speak, but you're really doing your own work. Mm-hmm. And there is this uh, man who looked like, I don't know how to explain him, but like um, maybe well into his 60s, kind of the Terminator looking like black okay. top, tall, just like maybe would see on like the cartoon of a G.I. Joe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it turns Great out he was, he was like the head. Yeah. yeah. He was like the head of like the Navy SEAL. Wow. Like he, and for him, you know, kind of even having that background for him to then seek help for himself. Right. To have more mental awareness to like, you know, he wanted to clear some things Absolutely. up. He wanted a better relationship with his children, all beautiful. And, but he, you know, to have that military background of like, you know, things are honestly drilled into you and oh. you kind of, there, there's a different life there because yeah. you're gone to war, you know, all PTSD, all the things. And he grabbed my hands. This is a graduation. And I hadn't really spoken to this person. And I'm like looking at him like, why is he holding my hands? Yeah. But okay, we're here. We're open. We're, we're going with it. <laughs> and he said, when you first walked, he's like, when you first walked in this room, I judged you. And I would never have spoken to someone like you. And he's like, but now that I know you, I love you. And hugged me and he was crying and I went to my room and I was bawling. Oh my God. And I didn't have any interaction with other than he was, I was in the room and he saw me tell my story. He saw me for a whole, whole week. And that's just the power of visibility. 
Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's the power of visibility. And I was like, I have just changed this whole guy. Like imagine someone that's in their probably late sixties or mid sixties to be able to still change. Yeah. You know, you can change and you be where I overheard on your podcast about the brain being like sort of like plastic and not, but, but, but it can change. Oh, your brain is plastic. Things can change. And you like, you're like, you know, with medicine, without medicine, whatever. But, but us as human beings, I think, like I said, it's, it's when you have a personal experience and you can connect because at the end of the day, like not to like put words in the Navy SEALs like mouth, but like, or like feelings, but like, you never know if something that you said might've triggered like some relationship that he had with a son or a daughter or a fellow person who was in the Navy, you know, like that's the thing. It's like, we have no idea the power behind storytelling or our voice. And that one person could connect so much and be able to change who they are, what they believe in or what they thought and just judgment. It's true. Like, right. Everyone walks around and they judge a book by the cover and then we don't actually open the book to see what's inside, right. you know? I mean, yeah. it's so stupid to say that. And it's so silly, right? It's such a trite thing, but it's it's so true. And But it's true and we all do it. You know, we all are guilty of oh, it. Yeah. And until we actually get to know that person's story, our sure. background is, and is that we can relate or, you know, yeah. feel any kind of compassion for people. And, and that's why I always say, if you don't know, it's hard to care about. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. why, you know, we share. And that's Absolutely. why we're here to share. And naturally, as human beings, we are storytellers. That's how we've learned. That's how we pass things on. Revolution. You know, this is who we naturally are. I was going to ask, what is your relationship now with your family? Like with your mom or your, your, you know, aunt and uncles or sisters or brothers? Um, So I'll tell you, um, with my mom, it had been like an up and down relationship. I thought in my head, like, I'm just going to stick around and give her little bits of my life. And then slowly, like, I'm hoping that she will like learn compassion through watching me live my life. And, you know, so I would invite her to play, like take her on trips to New York and we'd go watch plays. And then every once in a while, not, not too much would introduce her to some friends. Right. Um, And then uh, maybe about four years ago, she wrote on her Facebook, if a man sleeps, another man he should be stoned to death and i was like my sister called me and i was i called her and i said you can't put this on your facebook and she's like it's not my word it's god's word like kind of very matter-of-factly like i don't know what to tell you like nothing against you in a sense but it's everything against me and i then realized that i would have to pull away because it's affecting my own mental health Sure, like sure. You're, I'm not in a safe space anymore. Sure, sure. I thought I was getting through to her. I thought, you know, it had been years um, since I'd come out to her. And it it felt like I there was just a wall and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get past it. And it was hurting me so bad. And so I decided to not talk to her. And through mm-hmm. that six months was really hard because she would leave me voice messages, messages bawling on the side of the road. Being like, if you never spoke to me again, I would completely understand. I was a horrible mother. 
And when people can like admit to their own sure. faults, yeah. I can always forgive. Yeah. You know, I I'm just that way. I can't see anyone in pain. It really hurts me. Because you know why? Saying, You're all love. That's why. You are yeah. a being and of I love. Yeah. And I wanted to so I we started talking again and now we're down four four or five years down the road. And she's come to visit me oh. and I'm Marsha now. Oh. And I'm in the kitchen and we're gonna go to dinner and everyone at my restaurant's gonna call me Marsha. I gotta tell her. Yeah. And oh, I'm, oh my God. Like you haven't told her yet. Oh my no. God. And so I hadn't told her and and I was ha- before she came to visit, I'm like having these conversations I'm like you tell people to live themselves all the time. Yeah. This is what you this, this is, is what the you're Christian about. This value, you right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, be just tell her. And if she's not good with it, then great. Sure. You can continue living your life. But it's never that easy, you know, it's never that easy when it's your own parent. You want you want to be loved and um in any kind of capacity. Uh and so I just said I have to tell you that um, my name is Marsha now and my pronouns are she, her, and um, this is who I am and this is this is my life. And I waited for a second and I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? And she's like, oh my God, Marsha, 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 Marsha. I love it. I knew something was going on. Marsha, 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 this is great. And she just kept saying Marsha so many oh times. I was gosh. like, is this an alternate reality? Like yeah. she just took it so well. Right. Right. You know? And then later on, um, through those four years, she had met a friend, a gay friend. And she said, uh, he was my best friend. You know, he, he died about a year ago and, oh. but she had never opened or told me that she had a gay friend. Oh. And yeah. she's been recently, even like yesterday, telling me a bunch of stories about him. Oh my gosh. And she's like, and I loved him and he was so sweet to me. And his house was perfectly uh, designed yeah. and all yeah. the things. And and I was like, well, mom, what did I tell you? Mom, what did um, I tell you? I've been you telling know, you this forever. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, and, and so then when it came time, which I didn't really have a relationship with my father. But it was something new that within the last couple of years it started happening. I had my sister told him and mm-hmm. he didn't and he's the one I thought would take it well. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And he was just wow. like, mm, nope, that's my son. Oh, what is he going to get uh, his penis removed? Well, if he's not going to do that, that's my son. That's it. Oh. And so in a way for me, it was kind of a weight lifted off because I was forcing yeah. this relationship. Sure. And I was like, okay, well then it was never there anyways. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And then my mom reacted to it by, she's like, well, we never needed him before. And you are perfect just the way you are. And you were made perfectly and you are so beautiful. And I've never had her really any parental figure say anything like that to me. Right. And so it was like kind of shocking, kind of like surreal. Yeah, I'm but sure. You're geez, like, are you real? Yeah, who are you? Yeah. This is not the woman that raised yeah. me. But, you know, through people sticking change. around and through compassion, people change. Like this woman, you would never change. You would yeah. walk in a room and say she's hopeless and it's never going to happen. People change. Let's not even try. Yeah. And she did it, you yeah. know, and 
and she still has her moments with you know kind of dead naming me or something like but she apologizes and she's like so sorry so sorry so sorry right, right. and then for me it's just the fact that you try is well, you know, and I think that anyone. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's so wonderful for you to also bring that up is is dead naming is calling would be like saying calling you Marcus, correct? Like that's what that's yeah, what dead calling my right. old name. So calling yeah. the old name. And I think that, you know, it's a learning curve for so many people. Right. And I'm, I'm sure yeah. just by naturally saying the name Marcus so many times when you were younger. Right. That's obviously yeah. instilled in her. But the fact is. Even if you were to dead name, even if you were to say things, it's about correcting and apologizing for that. Immediately, and yes. And that is what we are like looking for in the world right now is just- Totally. We all make mistakes and it's about just owning up to it and owning that mistake and being like, I'm very sorry, like Marsha. Yes. End of story. And you know, and, and even at, in my office, you know, I've had like, HR come up to me in the very beginning of my transition, like, do you want, what are your pronouns? Like I was getting in the elevator, she comes running out. And even for her to ask. was so beautiful. It was like, right. it was so beautiful to me. It made me feel seen. It made me feel so yeah. special. And, um, and immediately she changed my email and, and wrote to everyone in the office, Yeah, you know, and, the, and so I didn't have to have those conversations all right. the time because it is, a lot to prepare yourself oh, for. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, and what I want to ask you is so we can, you know, as as the emotional support audience can kind of like learn together is what is something that we can do? Like, I'm like, how, how do I phrase this for, for everyone? Like, what is something that we can do to help with trans lives, mental health, like specifically like the mental health? Like, is there anything like in a daily thing that we could do if, if, you know, someone doesn't, you know, know someone who, who, you know, lives as a trans person, like, is it the best thing to do? You know, the first thing, what are your pronouns? Like, what is something that you would yes, recommend? That's us one do? thing. But I would say there's plenty of presence of, there's plenty of transgender presence online right now that maybe follow someone and, you know, like their photos and tell them they're beautiful along their journey. Like Drake. And give like Drake, you know, because mm -hmm. those moments really do carry you through the next day. Oh, that's you know, so great. when, you know, people, my friends leave comments and they're like, oh, you look so beautiful. Or, you know, maybe they call me up and tell me that, like, it, I might be having a bad day. I might not want to fight everyone that day or, you know, or worry about where I'm going to use the bathroom that day. Sure. You know, it, it does get a little heavy. Sure. And so those little things will just be like, Boom, I'm back. Right. You know, just right. a little comment. So I would say find someone that maybe that you would connect to or and just repost them, support yeah. them. Um, you know, um watch if you can watch more transgender acting uh yeah. TV shows and sure. You know, it's it's the only way, you know, it's the only way to, you know, get other people to make more shows, more content, uh, more queer content is by supporting and showing that they do work. Yeah. You know? And they do. Because at the end of the day, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's all just stories, you yeah. know, and, and we are all just here to tell them as truthfully and honestly as we can and hopefully affect and 
change other people's views on yeah. what it is to be transgender. Oh, I love that. Well, Marsha, I'm going to ask you my final question. I ask everyone, um, what is your emotional support? Well, probably my dog pocket that August <laughs> and I share. And um, there's, there's a couple. There's, you know, August Getty has been like, we live together and he's been such an amazing support system for me um, all the way through. And, you know, he'll walk in. He's like, do you want to go put on a pretty dress and we go to dinner? Oh my gosh, I'm like, he yeah, makes the I prettiest do. dresses too. So it's like, he yes, the best. bring yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. And um, it's been uh, um, working out. I run, you know, at least try to run 25 miles a week. And if I can get it in and I do like my boot camps and stuff like that, but it really has helped me mentally. And I rediscovered that I love a routine and I love yeah. um, being physical you know, I started taking um, Muay Thai. Wow. martial arts as a kid. Yeah. And so, I again, I, I went back during uh, my time that I spent alone in COVID and said, what makes me happy? Yeah. And, you know, I did ask for a dog to the universe. I said, I want a dog. And I cried. And then I have a dog now. You know, Pocket that, showed up. Pocket showed up. And um, it really has helped a lot. And, um, but, you know... My friends are my support and I know I'm surrounded by so much love and yeah, it really helps. Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I love and I adore you so much. And I just think that you are so powerful and everyone needs to check out Marsha, 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 the podcast. It's amazing. Um, and just, if you want kind of a, a look into what, you know, trans life is queer culture the first episode 100 gg gorgeous is the one that i would recommend totally. it's just it's it's power it's fucking power that's all i can say yeah and it's so beautiful and you're so beautiful and you honestly so have beautiful. never i really appreciate that but you have never looked better and you're just your aura and your energy and i just I could cry because it makes me like just look at you and I'm just like, wow, you are just a beam of love and light and energy and happiness. And it's like, I feel like you're finally like who you've always wanted and known you are and to be comfortable. Yeah. And I just want everyone to just love up on you. And oh my God, you're just so wonderful. So, I love you. Thank you oh so much God. for allowing this safe space for me to be in and to have this conversation. It's so important. And I'm so grateful for everything that you do. And I've always been a fan and a friend. Girl, of yours we've known each other a so long much. time. Honey, <laughs> the kids don't even know. <laughs> <laughs>